If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Hello, and welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon, and I'm coming at you today from the beautiful land of Costa Rica. I am here at Rhythmia, the Life Advancement Center, where I have been oh, fully enjoying a week of incredible food. I just had a massive breakfast, it was amazing. Um, yoga cleansing, plant medicine, making new friends, the beach, the pool. Oh, it's been so good and so needed. It's been a true vacation. A true vacation and in the same way, a really intense experience. And you're going to be hearing more about this soon as I will be doing some interviews with the founder of Rhythmia, some of the breathwork facilitators at Rhythmia, and um, a psychologist here at Rhythmia to hear more about the science behind plant medicine and how Rhythmia came to be, breathwork, why do breathwork, all of those juicy topics. But not yet, because today we've got another episode coming at you. Today I'm going to be talking about something that has become really powerful for me over the last I'd say year really powerful for me and I haven't spent too much time talking about it because this symbol from Celtic traditions has spoken to me on a heart level rather than a mind level whereas I haven't been profoundly impacted by this um, idea this archetype from learning and reading about it and knowledge, but more about feeling it. So I haven't quite felt like it was time to come onto the podcast to teach on it because there weren't really words that could explain why it was so powerful for me. But I'm going to try today. I'm going to try to give it my best shot explaining what this beautiful symbol means and represents and how it can be applied to your life. But 
but, 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 before we do so, here is the review of the week. This comes from Mermaid Girl 1. You have to listen with five stars. Maddie is a world of insight, and I love how her thirst for her own growth is a gift she wants to share. Not only is she a wonderful resource, but she points her listeners to other wonderful resources to healing, growing, and transforming your spirit and personal self. Thank you, Mermaid Girl 1. You are amazing. I'm so grateful you listen to the podcast and you feel that way. It's truly an honor to be able to share what I learn with everyone else and to bring other people on the show to interview them. And I learn too, and you get to learn as well. So I appreciate you recognizing that within the show. Okay, today's episode is all about the maiden, the mother, and the crone. I just love you and thinking about that. If you don't know what I'm talking about right now, if you're not driving, you can whip out your phone and you can Google triple moon goddess symbol, triple moon goddess symbol, and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. It has the waxing moon, the full moon, and the waning moon. Or what you can do, that would be even cooler because it'll end you up on my website, is go over to the show notes for this episode because I'm going to have a photo of me as the the header image for this particular podcast and I have this as a tattoo on my ribcage. So I will have a photo of me as the header with this tattoo showing so you can just see what it looks like there. Mine's a little bit different because I have two hands that are underneath the waxing and the waning moon holding those moons. Um, That's just to give it a little extra witchy vibe, which I really like. But the traditional one is just three moons together in a row. One's waxing, one's the full, one's waning. So you might just be able to imagine it, but I still encourage you to Google it. So today I'm going to talk about what the, the, the maiden, the mother, and the crone symbolize. And I'll share that what originally encouraged me and motivated me to create this podcast was more than just sharing my knowledge on what these three symbols mean or what this one symbol means, the three different archetypes, but I wanted to specifically talk about why you can't just be the maiden forever, why you don't want to be the maiden forever. So we will get into that, but first you have to know what is the maiden anyways and why do I not want to be in maiden mode forever? So let's start there. Let's first talk about how these are archetypes, okay? So the maiden, the mother, and the crone are archetypes that we all embody in the same way that I talk about the feminine and the masculine being something that we all embody. The maiden, the mother, and the crone are energies we all embody. We learn different lessons throughout our lifetime that give us the gifts of the maiden, more so than the gifts of the mother. Or we learn something, even when we're 25 years old, you may be a really wise crone. You may have the knowledge of a crone and be really strong in your wisdom and have had your own rebirth experience, something that is experienced for the crone. So depending on what you've experienced in your life, you may have more of a maiden energy than you have of a mother, or you may have more of a crone than you have of a mother, or more of a mother than anything else. And that's so perfectly fine. It's meant to be. And I also want to point out that just like the seasons change, the ocean moves, the phoenix burns into flame, our breath rotates, 
We too must allow the flow of all things. We too must allow ourselves to transition from one point of our life into another. And we may go back, we may revisit. So there's like the emotional level, the emotional and mental and spiritual interchanging of these energies. So maybe one day you have total maiden energy and another day you have total mother energy. But there's also the literal physical change. There is the spiritual, which is something you cannot really see, but you know, you can feel, oh man, I'm so in my my maiden, blissful, naive, playful, fun mode. So that's on a spiritual level, but there's also the literal where you may go from being an 18, 25, 29-year-old maiden into giving birth to a baby and like literally turning into a mother or having three generations beneath you and you are the crone you are the wise woman you have gray hair you you found yourself loving rocking chairs and knitting maybe that's a literal thing that does happen for you which is also a blessing it's a gift to be able to live that long so I want to talk about each one of these energies because at this point you may still be like what are you talking about so the maiden let's start with her and I'm I've written a whole bunch of notes that I've I've gathered from the studying that I have done and um uh, if you are someone who is really knowledgeable about this topic, I encourage you to to um, comment on this post or go over to Instagram and comment on the Instagram photo for this because I would love to hear if you know unique mythology around this or from the Celtic traditions that I didn't mention, anything that you think is important to be shared in this conversation because I'm so open to learning more about this. All right, the maiden. So the maiden is the waxing moon in the symbol. It's the first moon that you see. She represents enchantment, inception, growth, expansion, new beginnings, um, youthfulness, playfulness, carefree. She is spring. This is the season that she represents every Every one of these um, archetypes represents a season and has a Greek mythology uh, goddess assigned to her. So I found two goddesses, well, so I found a, a few goddesses that relate to the maiden, but the one that I saw the most was Artemis. She is representing the maiden because she is the virgin goddess of the hunt and being a maiden does not necessarily mean that you are a virgin but it is virgin energy that usefulness energy the innocence energy but just like just like with everything else there's always a dark aspect there's always a dark side a shadow side so for the maiden the dark side the the not so light, flowy, playful, innocent, beautiful, dewy skin side is that the maiden can get really caught up in taking chances and not having wisdom alongside that to know when something really feels right or really is a good idea. She can be dangerous in her risk-taking. She's so all-in that sometimes her all-in-ness leads to making big mistakes or getting herself into trouble. She can, at times, refuse to take on insight from others, refuse to take on insight from the wise woman or people that have come before her because she is she has this essence to her where she feels that she knows all things. I so relate to the maiden sometimes. Um, at times, the maiden's self-worth is linked to receiving approval 
from others. The maiden is people-pleasing. When you think about a maiden, she's young. She's still very impressionable. She doesn't have all of these experiences in life that have taught her to be really, really firm in her beliefs. So there is on one side the part of her that is, I'm carefree. I'm going to do what I want. What, what I want is what's best. But there's also the other side of there's still mommy and daddy that are telling me what to do, so I do want to receive their approval. So she's she's going back and forth between I know what's best, I'm going to take these risks and take these leaps and and I, I'm invincible. And then there is the side of what do people expect of me? What can I do to please others? What path am I being told that I need to go down? So the the aspect of knowing who she is hasn't quite been developed yet because she's the maiden. She's innocent. She doesn't have all of those life experiences beneath her belt. And again, I'm just going to check back in with you guys. Let's bring it, bring it on in. Let's remember that we are not saying that if, if you are in the maiden phase of your life, literally, physically, you don't have all these experiences. But this might be an energy that you relate with. Maybe you've gone through a ton in your life. Maybe you've experienced things that people can't even dream of or you've seen things that no maiden, no young, quote, innocent child should see. But there are still times where this energy of this archetype probably still comes into play, where you are holding on to your risk-taking and you're also holding on to your people-pleasing and you find that you don't really know quite who you are. So here's the maiden's job. The maiden's job is to come to know herself, come to create purpose in who she is, know what she likes, know what she doesn't like, be able to take insight from others to learn the maiden's job is to learn to believe in herself as well to become her number one cheerleader to stay in this realm of innocence there's nothing wrong with being in this realm of innocence there's nothing wrong with risk-taking but there is something to be said for taking the insight of others and being in your sovereignty being able to make a decision and stick with it and be with what your own intuition is saying above what all the people in front of you are telling you to do, like your parents, media, society. Find your voice. So I'm, I'm throwing this out myself. Um, I don't know if this is linked to the maiden at all, but my own personal insight is I would say that if we were going to look at a, a chakra for the maiden, um, knowing that the maiden is all about finding your voice, your personal powers, having sovereignty, um, maybe letting go of the need to figure it out all on your own. There is something to be said for this throat chakra. I think the throat chakra comes into play with everything in life. It's like so important. But the throat chakra is all about speaking your truth. It's where your thyroid is functioning. So your Speaking your truth and learning how to clear your throat chakra means standing up for yourself and setting firm boundaries. And there are other archetypes in here where we'll get deeper into that. But I certainly do feel that there is something to be said for the throat chakra of speaking your truth, speaking who you are, and also the root chakra of having that groundedness, that personal power, the personal sovereignty. So like I said, she is spring. She represents springtime, blooming, blossoming. I always think of a maiden just like freckled face, dewy skin, big eyes, just innocence, full of life.
All right. So now the mother, mm, the mother is the full moon. She's in the middle of the symbol. In Greek mythology, she is Demeter. I hope I am saying that correctly. Demeter representing the wellspring of life, giving and compassion. The mother, just like when you think of a full moon, represents fullness. And so she is summer, which is the most beautiful full time of the year. Everything is flourishing. Everything is blooming. Um, everything has been bloomed. Everything is rich and colorful. The mother represents ripeness, fulfillment, stability, and power. And in a sense, so the mother represents in, in, in the core of the, all of this, the mother energy is creation. It's birthing. So literally, you may be entering the mother phase. Your physical body may be entering the mother phase of giving birth. You may be changing. If the mother represents fullness, you may be having a full figure. Your body may be growing. You may be rounder in certain areas. But there's also the spiritual and, and um, spiritual, mental, and emotional side of things where maybe one day, even if you're 20 years old, you're having the fullness of an emotion. You are birthing a project, a book, an idea. This can be creativity on a very spiritual level where you are having really profound spiritual experiences and you feel that they are coming to a peak maybe you are having some huge heart opening facing your demons experience that just blows you open to love in a completely new way maybe you had a traumatic experience but there's fullness in some way or like I was saying there there might be a project you are birthing maybe you're working on your own podcast or you're writing a book or you are um, in school and you're birthing projects and there's something that you're creating that came from you came through you and you are having power you're feeling your personal power if the maiden is needing to learn it then the mother has developed a sense of her personal power by this this stage and now she's moving on to creating something else passing on that wisdom passing on her cells her body her flesh creating something new mm, yes oh my god so good so juicy one thing when you think about a mother is that she is devoting her time her energy her body her presence to another being she is taking care of something else. She's doting on something else. She is nourishing something else. So just like Mother Earth outside of our windows is blooming, blossoming, creating life, feeding others, nourishing everyone, keeping us alive, the mother does the same. The mother keeps alive her creation. She births and then she has to be 100% responsible for that child, that life, that that project, that idea. And here is where sometimes the shadow side can come into play. The shadow side can include controlling, criticizing, um, giving over who you are in order to control and adopt basically the life of your creation. So you abandon your own individuality and you pour your lifeblood into your child, into your project, into your baby, into your idea, whatever it may be, neglecting who you are. 
So as I was doing research on the mother in particular, I came across this great link, tons of information. I will be sure to include it in the show notes for this episode. But one of the things that this author was talking about was that if we want to have a healthy mother, we also must stay very in touch with our maiden You do not just move from one of these archetypes to the other 100% and then abandon the previous one, the one before. We have all of these. So if the shadow side of the mother is at times moving from a space of just nurturing your project to putting all of your power and control over it. So let's look at an actual child. You could easily go from I want to nurture this baby. I am nurturing this baby. I'm loving this baby to this baby is mine. I created this baby. Um, I want my baby to have this particular life. And um, the innocence of this baby scares me. So I need to have perimeters and borders and boundaries. And basically like in an, on an emotional level, it's like locking your princess up in a tower because you're scared of that. You're scared of the innocence. You're scared of the youth. So this is the dark side of the mother that that can be scary. And so You can devote your entire life to this other person, neglecting your own individuality and also taking away some of that freedom that the maiden needs to have in order to live. She needs to feel this way. She needs to feel free. She needs to explore and she needs to find her way as well. And so the mother's job, what this author was, I don't have her name right now, but I will make sure that I have a link to this. What this author was writing about is that you must have a very strong maiden so that you do not lose sight of the beauty of that innocence, the importance of that love for life, the importance of that carefreeness so that you don't judge it and so that you can see it and appreciate it. Learn to create some healthy mothering boundaries so that your child is safe in this innocence it's kind of like a father like it's very it's it's a paternal energy so it's it's also very similar to the way a father will put down his foot if something is unacceptable to keep the child safe the mother does the same but through a nurturing energy so she must not lose sight of herself because what can happen is if you if you completely abandon who you are for the sake of another and you say, oh, well, this is my life now. I'm dedicating my entire life to this child. I don't really matter. I don't have any self-care anymore. Self-care isn't important. Even self-love isn't important. I've devoted my body, my energy, my time, everything into this child. So I guess I'll just continue. Then you become a martyr. You're, you're willingly choosing to let go of who you are. And you're stuck in this story of this is the, this is the path that I must have if I'm going to be a mother. Whereas you can be all of it. You can be carefree, you can be the maiden, you can be obsessed and in love with life. You can trust the universe and you can also nurture and protect and take care of something else. And if you are not a mother, you do not want to be a mother, you're choosing not to be a mother, you're still birthing. Whether it's art, it's music, it's friendships, it's ideas, it's a book, it's projects, you are birthing. And the same exact thing can happen. With my first coaching same same business, but with my coaching, when I first only focused on body image and eating disorders, I eventually was becoming a martyr. Well, I would tell myself, well, I've moved past, I've moved beyond all of this, and I'm tired of talking about body image all day long, but for the people, they need me to do it, and I'm not going to listen to my intuition and follow my heart. Instead, I'm just going to do what everyone expects of me, even if I'm miserable. 
And I kid you not, when I finally came to decide that I wanted to talk about more things than just body image and eating disorders and I wanted to learn and grow and expand, my audience became so much more authentic to who I am. People started following along that were also not just interested in body image. People who wanted to learn about the feminine and the masculine, want to learn about self-care and the universe and manifestation. And it just felt so in sync. So I could have chosen the path of being a martyr and being a mother who had lost sight of her maiden, or I could choose to grow, change, learn, serve and nurture where possible, but also remain true to myself and what I need. So boundaries also come into play here. So like I was saying earlier about boundaries, you may have to set some healthy boundaries as a mother to make sure. Something I do with my clients very often is make sure that they have me dates. Me dates are very important where you take yourself out on a date and you do two things. You have a meal for one and the second one is you do some sort of self-care nurturing activity. Whether it's going to a meetup group you've been wanting to check out or it's going to get a pedicure manicure my favorite is massage maybe it's going to the bookstore going to the spa but you do two things that's what this me this me date is it is a time for you to indulge in yourself get to know yourself don't stop dating yourself take time to nurture you the mother's job is not just nurturing others it's where she comes to actualize her own nurturing abilities herself included the maiden might be the time of your life. Like if you think about it, when I think about my college years, I was not taking care of my body. I was drinking, I was partying, I was not eating the best. I was not loving my body, that's for sure. But once I entered, I would definitely say I'm still in very much a, a maiden energy. But I also have birthed a lot of projects in my life. And I also have come to learn more about self-nurturing and the importance of that. And so the mother we may think that the mother is all about being selfless, but I would say that it's the time where we really learn how to artfully be selfish, where we learn what it's like to say no when we mean no and say, no, I won't take up that extra shift. I've got a me date that night. Nurturing yourself, yourself as included. Okay, time for the crone. The crone is the one that I feel is the most misunderstood. When we think about elderly women or older women or just women, not elderly, but women who have, who may be the third generation, they have grandchildren, um, there, I, I'm not at all close to that age, but from the listening I have done of women who have reached this phase, there is this element of feeling invisible and it really breaks my heart. And the first time I started to understand and research and read about this triple moon symbol, something within me felt so excited about this and about reading more on this crone energy more than any of the other energies because even I get fearful of growing old I get fearful of death all the time I'm fearful of death I'm fearful of aging I'm fearful of losing my beauty I'm fearful of what happens whenever this body changes whenever I'm older and I can't do anything about it like the the inevitable and it's kind of scary but when you start to understand the beauty and you see all these beautiful light sides of the crone, you begin to culminate this compassion, this understanding, this excitement even with what comes in this age. A sense of letting go, a sense of death, but also birth, a sense of returning to your roots. 
And I'll explain that in a second because returning to your roots means literally like you when you're when you're nearing that later end of your life, you may be returning to the roots, but you're also returning back to a maiden energy in a sense when you are the crone. So the crone represents wisdom. She is the waning moon. It's the third moon in the symbol. In Greek mythology, she is Hecate. This is a um, a uh, an energy of of the wise, of knowing, and an entire lifetime of of of, of experiences and and creating that wisdom and creating that inner knowing. So the crone energy is is an energy of surrendering. It's a letting go. Whereas with the maiden, she may be avoiding the wisdom of others because she wants to learn on her own, as well as sometimes with the mother of having to um, really come to terms with who you are. The crone is this energy of surrendering and going inward, no longer proving anything to anyone, no longer putting up your fists and, and fighting for something that you realize maybe might not matter anymore. You know who you are so well that you don't have anything to prove anymore when you are this this when you are in this archetype of the crone. This is not to say that the crone is hiding inwards, meaning inside in a rocking chair, avoiding the world, which that can happen, but that's not what this archetype is all about. It's not about hiding away, it's about resting. It's about knowing so well who you are, what you want, that there's nothing that you have to do. There's no FOMO. <laughs> To put it into more modern terms, the FOMO isn't eating you alive anymore. She's just simply not as obsessed with keeping up the Joneses anymore. And she finds a lot of beauty in silence, a lot of beauty in peace, a lot of beauty with being with her own company. The crone is often sought out for wisdom. She's been there. She's done that. She's lived. She's experienced. She's the one people go to for insight and for wisdom. Now that's not to say that you may feel that way about your own grandmother or feel that way about the elderly that you have met in your life or maybe not the elderly, maybe just people who who have who you think have reached this crone energy. That doesn't mean they're all the same, but the energy of this archetype of the crone is very much around a fullness of wisdom, a nearing of death that brings peace. You can trust their wisdom because you know it's not coming from the ego. It's coming from a place of surrendering. It's coming from a place of no longer giving a fuck. <laughs> and that makes it more trustable, more reliable. She's honest because she has nothing that feels threatened. If there's nothing to prove, there's no reason to lie. There's no reason to puff up your chest and act all tough whenever you can just be honest and truthful and you know that either way it doesn't affect you. It's just the truth. It just it just is what it is. And so that's what makes her wisdom so reliable. There's no ego that's coming into play to sway it left or right. So the crone's shadow side is that if she feels she did if she feels that she did not do her work in her life, she may become resentful. If she looks back on her past and does not come to see the beauty in what she accomplished and maneuvered through as a mother and the innocence, playfulness, and hunger for life she experienced as the maiden, when she is the crone, she may be bitter, she may be resentful, she may be full of pain and very deep sorrow, and she may isolate herself. And she may be one of those older men that says, 
yeah, I was the quarterback in high school and it was the best days of my life. And if blah, blah, blah didn't happen, then I probably would have made it to the NFL and I would have been paid a hundred million thousand dollars. So she could basically have that kind of energy of feeling like she was um, gypped in life and she didn't get what she wanted and be bitter. And then she isolates herself out of pain rather than out of a I don't have FOMO anymore kind of way. Hopefully this is all clicking into place for you. So the crone energy is is this sense of understanding in the beauty of what life has had to offer, a peacefulness in the experiences that life has offered, and an understanding of death and seeing the beauty in death. Because whenever there is birth, there is death, always. None of us escape it. We will all experience it. So when you reach this crone archetype in your life you realize that death death is inevitable and what it really is is a rebirth in a sense we do not know what happens after death i like to think that something happens with our soul i like to think that we go from lifetime to lifetime um i have blaine watson is a um a vedic astrologer and he did a workshop here in boulder and talked about how if we did not reach um enlightenment in this body in this lifetime then we continue on we move into a new body and have another life where again our mission is to find enlightenment and we keep doing that until we find enlightenment that's what he said (laughs) and and if we find enlightenment then and and what he was explaining is that our bodies go into this collective consciousness we all combine into one and it's beautiful and it's awe-inspiring and it holds so much that we can't even fathom, we can't understand. And and I'm not saying that this is what happens, I really have no idea, but when I get afraid of death, I think about the crone, and I think about being an older woman in that phase of life, looking back on years and years and years and years and years and years of life, and feeling content, and feeling ready for that next chapter, and feeling brave to enter that new stage, to enter that next chapter of life and and approach it with that maiden sense of wonder. Rather than fear and wanting to control, if the if the crone is all about surrendering, I would ask myself, how can I surrender to the inevitable nature of death and do what I can to make it the most beautiful, peaceful experience? And for me, that's childlike wonder. Going back to the maiden where you have wonder about what's next and knowing that whatever is next it is beautiful and it will be full of love because God is love and whenever you are in that crone archetype or in that crone stage of life you are closer to that fullness of love that is God what is more beautiful than that um and because I forgot to mention this, the crone is autumn and winter, because winter is when the trees are dying, autumn is when the leaves are falling, and um, then the cycle starts all over again. (laughs) Then we go back to the spring eventually, and things are birthed and alive and beautiful. So, mm, wow, that was a lot. I'm so excited to have shared that with you. Now, here's what I wanted to, I want to touch on this briefly, because I'm running out of time here, but what I do want to mention is that Now that you understand these three archetypes, maiden, mother, crone, understand that because we have to move through all three of these literally and physically, our bodies transition, 
we go from the dewy skinned big eyed maiden over to the fullness rounder juicy curvy vivacious mm, energy of the mother and then we go on to the um smaller maybe smaller physically weaker um physically restored and rested and letting go energy and body of the crone because we have to go through all three of these society and the media knows that the more they pressure us to stay in one particular energy aka the maiden the more money we will spend and because we have to we don't have a choice to go through all these stages and I don't mean have to have a baby. I just mean have to go through this mother energy. Like if you are in your 40s, then you're probably in this this energy of, of the not necessarily midlife, but around that of growing older and your body is changing. And because society has been telling women forever, your beauty is your most important asset. Your beauty is everything. You can control it and you should. If you're a mother, get your body back. If you are older never stop caring about how you look make sure that you're buying into these creams and these pills and this diet program and change your body and get back to the body that you had when you're 25 and you hop on the the television and you see these ads for women holding up their pants of I lost all this weight and you see mothers saying that they feel so much better now that they've gotten their pre-baby body back and it's just coming at you all the time no wonder you feel, we feel, like we are supposed to have the maiden body. But if we have the maiden body, the maiden life, the maiden mindset, we are not fulfilling our duties here on this planet to be the divine feminine. Wisdom, knowledge, an appreciation for death, an appreciation for life, setting boundaries, fullness, hunger, growth, all of that comes after we start those things with the maiden energy, but the real, real life lessons and, and the growth and the healings and the givings and the service, all of that is developed with life experiences, with allowing our bodies to change, allowing our lives to flow, to move on. So I, I've, I've talked with a few of my clients before and they, they've come to me in our intro sessions and said, I want to find out who I I want to get back to who I was before I had a baby or I want to find out who I was, go back to who I was before I was married. I want to go back to who I was when I was 18 and carefree. And my encouragement to anyone that is feeling this way, my invitation to you is don't go back to who you were before that. Instead, discover and explore who you are now. Let go of going back. You are in a new phase of life and all of life is forward motion. Your life lives now. It's in the present. And you, believe it or not, are a different person than who you were then. And that's great. That's beautiful. So you are not meant to be the maiden forever. No matter what society says. And you do what you need to do to protect yourself. Get yourself off social media. Stop following people who make you feel like you need to go back to anything. You are meant to change and grow. Just like I said at the beginning of this. Like the waves of an ocean or the current of a river or the falling of leaves or the phoenix burning in the flames we are that we are the movement we are the flow we are the change we are the 
circulation, the circle of life. We are the growing tree. We are the roots. We are all of it. We are Mother Nature. If you want to create and cultivate more wisdom in your life, you must allow yourself to enter new phases of life. And especially if you are literally pregnant and you are about to give birth, man, I'm in awe of you. Like, it's just so beautiful to me. And I've worked with quite a lot of mothers, quite a lot of people who have been pregnant or have been become mothers. And I know there are battles that come with watching your body change and there's guilt that comes with being extra hungry or not eating the chicken and broccoli that you ate every day before you gave a baby. But your baby is asking for different foods. Your baby is asking, even in, when she's in your stomach, she's asking to be a maiden, to be full of life and to be full of wonder. You have a little maiden inside of your belly and your maiden is desiring for more rest, for more play, for hunger for life. So if you feel extra hungry or you feel extra tired, get out of your mind because your mind is going to say you're lazy. You're not doing as much as you should be. You need to go to the gym. You need to work out. You need to eat the same way. But your little maiden is saying, no, I want to I wanna explore and discover. My life has started and I'm excited. Let me see what all there is to life. Maybe sometimes your little maiden's going to want to sleep. Maybe sometimes your little maiden is going to want to eat crackers and and cheese in a can. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But she's asking for life. So please, I urge you to remove yourself from the overthinking, worry, obsession, um, self-discouraging, self-deprecating mindset that your inner critic is telling you to go to and instead... Adopt that mindset of the, your little baby maiden. What is she asking for? How excited is she is she to to be introduced to life? And I and I think that's a beautiful way for you as a mother to stay in touch with your maiden energy, to not judge yourself as things change. And if you're not literally physically giving birth or a mother and you're just birthing projects, same thing. Same thing. If you're wanting to rest more, sleep more, eat differently, same thing. Your project, your art, your music, your writing, it's being born into this world for the first time and it's so excited and it wants to experience all there is to experience, so let it. Let yourself change. Let yourself, the vessel of this art, the vessel of this creativity, change and grow and play and be yourself. Be unique, be different, be what makes you, you. Honor the changes you're going through. Honor the transitions. And know that you have a crone within you at all times. You have a mother within you at all times. You have a maiden within you at all times. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to leave a review on the show, you can head on over to iTunes, click ratings and reviews, write a review, and let me know what you thought. I um, I so love the maiden, the mother, and the crone. It's given me a deep, profound appreciation for the phases of being a woman, and I hope it's done the same for you. See you guys next Wednesday.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.